If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Monday, July 17th. My name is Jeff Dollar. And today I'm grateful for a breakfast hack. I don't know what it is. Something that I discovered uh, a couple weeks ago. You're really proud of this. I'm proud of it because I normally don't notice the effects of making changes taking supplements, diet changes, anything. I, there's rarely anything noticeable enough for me to say, oh, wow, that was a big help. Yeah. But a while ago, I just started eating basically nothing but protein for breakfast. And on the days that I don't do it, there is a noticeable difference. In your energy levels? Yeah, everything. And like it, your brain clarity and stuff? Mainly afternoon slump. I found that out too. And I really love sweet breakfasts. Like I, if I could eat sweet breakfasts every day, I would do it. Like I love oatmeal. I love cereal, stuff like that. But it impacts my energy level so much when I'm not eating protein for breakfast. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I'm i pretty much eating only protein. Like eggs? What are you eating? Yeah, so I think before I would, I, I, yeah, I'm having just a couple of eggs, maybe a piece of bacon or sausage, but rarely mm -hmm. on the weekends. Um, but but uh, I used to think I was having a healthy breakfast if I had eggs with toast or an, an egg sandwich or I, I don't know any. But for whatever reason, just doing virtually. Protein only makes such a difference in the afternoon slump thing. So you I'm, think it relates to your age? Well, no, I think I I think I am just now old enough to notice, pay more attention to stuff like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it would have made a difference 20 years ago, but I also think 20 years ago, but the you, people are just you have more like adrenaline and yeah, you're just more in shape. Yeah, not, not physically. You know what I mean. Your body's just, just different. Your everything. body's different when you're thirty. Yeah, you know how it is. Your car operates a little differently. I, the passenger window in my Nissan Pathfinder will open and close if you push the little switch down halfway. If you push it down all the way, it doesn't do anything. Mm. That's just the thing that happens when the car gets 10 years old. Mm -hmm. So that's what's happening to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just got to know how to. You're in your like second. Jeff is going to be 50 in November. Yeah. I'm not really sure why this, that's coming up. Why we're rubbing that in. Why we're I don't think, that. I didn't think we were rubbing it in. Oh, I okay. thought you were like, you know, yeah, into it, was, it. I thought it was like a good thing. I just like eggs. Oh. I like eggs for breakfast. Okay. So Jeff and, is grateful for eggs. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not old. <laughs> I just like eggs. <laughs> My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful that it wasn't super hot yesterday. Like, I mean, it was hot, but the humidity wasn't insane. And the temperature has really started to affect you now that you're pushing 40, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You're really starting to feel, because you're basically menopausal. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah, pretty much, mm -hmm. Jeff, even though, you know, I'm, I'm pregnant yeah. right now. Well, but. you know, it's a miracle. My minor details. Our weekend was all about potty training. 
And we really didn't leave the house. I mean, I realized yesterday Ellie hadn't left the house since Wednesday. I, you are the one who read the book, but certainly we have heard from a lot of people, uh, from talking about it on the podcast and then also friends have shared their potty training experience. And you know what nobody talks about? The cabin fever. The cabin fever. I was like scratching to get out of our house this weekend. And you've been to work. I haven't been to work. I have been sitting in this house, you know, with Ellie and not being able to go anywhere really, because you can go somewhere. So the rules of, I didn't know anything about potty training. I still feel like I don't. But according to like the book that we're using or whatever, there's like phases of teaching your kid, right? So the first one is you're just watching them like a hawk. And it's How like much- having a puppy, you know, anytime a puppy starts to squat in your house, you run them to the potty as soon as you can. How many total phases are there? Five. What are we on right now? We are on three. Oh, okay. So good progress. 60% done. Yeah. Um, but they were saying that, anyway, I won't go down a rabbit hole about it, but um, so the first one is like, you're watching your kid like a hawk. The second phase is, and they're totally naked. The second phase is they wear clothes. And then, you know, the third phase is you go out for like 15 minutes at a time right after they go to the bathroom. So like right after they pee. Then you leave your house. Yesterday, I went to my parents' house for like an hour. And then the next thing above that would be starting to do longer. Adventures. Longer adventures, longer field trips, whatever. And they do recommend that you keep a potty in your car, which I thought was so gross because I see I've had friends do that. And I'm like, this is disgusting. It's a necessary evil, (laughs) especially if you don't want your kids like, the author made a really good point about how nasty public bathrooms are. I mean, I don't even like going in public bathrooms uh-huh. unless it's like an emergency. You know how uh, Ellie is. She's at the age where she's curious about everything. Touches everything. So one of the suggestions that the author made, which I was like, thank God, is keep it in your car. Mm-hmm. And if you're in Target or something and your kid has to go and you really don't want to go in a public bathroom or your kid doesn't, go out to the car. Yeah. Use a little potty, which I am totally fine with because public bathrooms make me sick to my stomach, even for me. I think it's funny how much it, you had your uh, phobia or weakness or whatever is anything potty related, even brand new stuff. It all grosses you out. It's so gross to me. Brand new plungers gross you out. They do. They and, do. And so I think it's, I think that's very funny. That's all. That was the observation. Yeah. So we were, I don't know, were you feeling the cabin fever too? Not as much as you were, but I don't understand how, how we're so fortunate with our work schedules mm-hmm. and the fact that we work for ourselves. What do you do if you're a single parent with a job? How does your kid get potty trained? I mean, this can't be the only- Ask daycare to do it, I guess. This can't be the only method. This is just the one- We right? stumbled upon, yeah. But- I mean, you've been asking, what, what do we do tomorrow when she goes back to school, daycare, camp, whatever it's called? So she has not had any sort of diaper on during the day since last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And they're going to want her to wear a pull-up or a diaper. So is that going to, is that regression? What happens I think there? it is. I think I need to email the school and just say, hey, here's our goal and here's what we're trying to do. Is that cool with you or do I need to keep her out of school another week? Because I feel like in one more week, like, well. But then, it, but then once she puts the pull-up back on. But she on, won't. 
she won't. The rule is at school, they have to have not had an accident for seven days. To not wear a pull-up? Yeah. At school. What qualifies as an accident? Not going in their clothes. So we're we're at a day and a half right now. Yeah. So we're at a day and a half right now. Because it wouldn't means, it wouldn't count when she's sleeping, right? No. Okay. So which means that we have to like wait until we either have to pull her from school this week or let her wear pull-ups to school, which pull-ups are in diapers are the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. So I never really understood that. I didn't either. I thought maybe they were different somehow. And then I read more about them and they're not different at all. It's a marketing tactic. Yeah. So I don't know. A crutch is a crutch. They're a crutch. Yeah. And Ellie knows it too. Like if she knows she's getting a pull-up, she will wait. So yeah. that's what we've been doing all weekend. I think our entire weekend was absorbed with that. Absorbed. Right? <laughs> Good words. <laughs> I'm thinking about writing a strongly worded letter. And actually I take that back. I'm going to write a strongly worded letter because we had the carpets, the whole second floor of our house is carpeted, wall-to-wall carpeted. And is there another type of carpet? Because if it's not that, it's a rug, right? It's a rug, yeah. So why do you have to say wall-to-wall? I don't know. So the whole upstairs of the house, there's... Minus uh, the bathrooms. Minus the bathrooms, carpeted. And we have been living in this house for about a year um, with two dogs and an Ellie. Obviously, there's a lot of time spent on the floor. Um, so I called a place a couple of weeks ago and they came in and they cleaned the rugs. Now, when we moved in, this same company came and cleaned the rugs. The people who, the tenants who were in the house before us had two dogs, right? Mm-hmm. They cleaned these rugs. So you would, I, I would have thought they were brand new. Yeah, they looked great. They looked so good. And then they came in and cleaned them a, a couple of weeks ago. And I, I remember after they did it thinking, oh, they don't look as good. And I think I think he even said to the guy, I pointed out a spot that looked maybe it could be cleaner, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said to him, hey, and he says, well, it's just a high traffic area. It's actually right to the left of where you are. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Okay. It looks like a dirt spot on yeah. the carpet. Yeah. That's not a high traffic area. No, Any more than anywhere else. That's just a, you know. I'm just the, I'm the, really the only one that walks over here and I'm always in bare feet. Well, and, or the dogs, cause it's near the window. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just took him at his word. I was like, okay, well, I have, we have a, because we have two dogs, we have one of those wet vac things to clean up dog messes. You know, messes or whatever. And we had like one. the Bissell things. Yeah. We and we had one of those. And I used it to clean up the mess. And the water was dirtier than I would expect it to be. I would expect for someone it, who just had their carpets cleaned. Yeah. So then I decided to use it, but but I gave again again, we've had our carpets only clean for a couple a couple weeks now. But um where the dog had their accident, it was in an area that would get some traffic, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know how long it takes a carpet to get dirty. It seemed unusually dirty to me. And then it occurred to me that I should go clean an area of the rug that gets no traffic. Okay. And I did. 
And I would like you to go in and take a look on the bathroom sink. Come back and report what you see. Okay. Now, where did you take this from? The uh, corner of Ellie's playroom. Okay. Which she hasn't really used a lot in the past couple of weeks. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, that's really gross. It's like a cloudy gray. But I know they cleaned the rug. So here's my question, right? They came in. They did the rugs. They cleaned the rugs. The rugs were damp. We had to let them dry for a day or whatever. Mm -hmm. So if I write this strongly worded letter, uh, if I write this letter and say, hey, here's the sitch. What are they going to do? Come back and clean it again? But they've already tried it. Obviously, they're, I don't know. Can you do it wrong? I have no idea. What if they're supposed to do it like three times and the guy that was here only did it like two or something like that? You mean pass over every area three times or something? I guess. Or do you, Can is it possible to forget to turn the soap on or something? Maybe. Um, did you look at their guarantee on their website? Do they have a guarantee or anything? Like if you're not satisfied, we'll come clean it again. No, that'd be a good place to start. Yeah. I would maybe look that up and see, cause I bet places like that have, you know, like because we back up our. To me, the first thing was to me that the spot that that's next to you where it just looks a little dirty, dirty. Yeah. That should be, I don't know. I feel I feel like one of the companies that come and park the van out in front of your house and they have the big machines that make a lot of noise and they're here for two hours, that sh- should take care of that. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And if it can't, I feel like the guy should have said something to the effect of, oh, that's really set in. We have a way to take care of that. Right. Do you want to add on this $45 right. extra deluxe shampoo But thing? the fact that he just said, so maybe it's just inexperienced. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't think you need to write a strongly worded email. I think you can write a nice email and just say, hey, we've used your company a couple of times. Yeah. Usually it's been great. And I went to go vacuum up, yeah. you know, an area of our house that I know doesn't get a lot of traffic. And it was really dirty. And I didn't expect that because usually you guys are so good. Yeah. So is there was, anything that you can do? I was being slightly facetious when I said strongly worded. Oh, okay. Because sometimes was, you, when you get in your things, you really dig in. Yeah. But usually it's if someone provokes you, like the insurance thing we were dealing with. No, no, no. I would give them a chance to handle it pro- yeah. properly. Yeah. And I think most companies would. I, I give companies the benefit of the doubt, especially well-known companies, because they feel like they're well-known for a reason and they yeah. have a customer service department and they know how to handle stuff. And there's a, right. you know, a system yeah. in place. I so I quit my job in what was it February? Right, I think. But I hadn't been to an office with coworkers since December, like the first week of December. And for the first time today, I had a pang of missing being in an office and dressing up and having coworkers, like more than one. <laughs> I was about to say hello. No, I mean because it's you and I, but you and I see each other all the time, and it's you know I feel. I think when you left Star, you for a while just felt great. And then it kind of hit you at some point. Oh, I kind of missed that. Well, I had the difference. Not miss Star, but miss like 
the camaraderie. Yeah. I actually had that feeling before actually leaving because our company, the radio station, was relocating. So the studios were up near, were in Cobb County, up near the baseball stadium, Truist Park. And they were relocating to Midtown. And they moved everybody to Midtown except the personalities. So it was a ghost. There was nobody was there. So, sad. so it was kind of a, tra- it, it was a slow transition. And by the time I, w- I was leaving, I was sick of the people I was working with. Anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the, but I did miss the, and I, I'm also feeling it because at our co-working space, they do, uh, I think every Thursday morning, they put out a bagel bar mm-hmm. in the morning. Um, they also have uh, uh, happy hour. One day a week, yeah, um, where they put out bottles of wine and like a cheese board type thing, and a lot of the companies who are there are lots of people. So, so there's all these people, uh, you know, sharing their office gossip and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of wander around by myself and get a can of beer and then go back to the office. I texted our friend Ashley because our friend Ashley um, works at our industrial space sometimes. And she, I was like, you know what I really like about you being at that office is, and she was set up in an office right across the hall from us, is I feel like I have a coworker again. You know, like yeah. I feel like I have. Maybe a, that's why you're sad because she's been gone for a week. Yeah, maybe that and, and, she's and, been gone for a whole week. And, and you've been out for a week too because you've been on, on potty camp. Yeah. So I was thinking, I was like, would it ever work to have people who are in totally different fields share an office and rent like one of the bigger offices together with like the view or whatever, the $5,000 a month ones or whatever they are and split the cost of that. But none of them work at the same company. Would that ever work? I mean, it wouldn't work for us because we have a recording studio in our office, but you know what I mean? Like Uh us, Ashley, if there were someone else that we liked, I mean, the only problem is when we do calls and stuff, but wouldn't that be kind of cool to like have your own office of people that don't work on the same thing? Well, that's what that's kind of what co-working is. Well, informally, but I mean an organized group of people. Yeah. Like. So instead of. Do you heat fish up in the microwave off the island? <laughs> right. But do in, you wash your hands after you pee on the island? What you're saying is finding five people who are all spending whatever. 800 bucks a month yes. on an office. Yes. Those five people get together, rent one bigger, nicer office yes. for 2,500 bucks a month, mm-hmm. which drops everybody's rate down mm-hmm. by 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then the, everybody cohabitates. Yeah. It's not a terrible idea. The problem is when some, it's, it's, it, it's just going to be roommate drama because when somebody leaves, they say, oh, but I got somebody to take over my lease. Yeah. Then you got some weirdo in there. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody doesn't keep their desk clean or the plants die, you know? Yeah. I feel like I would have less of a problem than you would have. Yeah. I, w- I don't. Because well, you need, Jeff doesn't play well with others. <laughs> I do play well with others. I just <laughs> play well with others as long as they stay in their space and I stay in mine. Could I t- put tape on the floors? If we had tape on the floors, Jeff would be, I think you're someone that needs like an office that you can shut. Yeah. Um, You would not be good in like a, uh, a cubicle environment. We have to prioritize, by the way, for our space, our office, 
a light, a lamp. Mm-hmm. I have one in my car. Not a desk lamp, a lamp lamp. Oh, okay. Because the, uh, I've had to have the overhead lights on the past couple of days. Well, I had them on when I was doing something and I needed the light. And then I realized how dark it is without it. We're just used to it because the overhead light has kind of a fluorescent-ish vibe. Not kind of. Yeah, they're fluorescent lights. Yeah. So it's really dark in there. So I've actually had that light on the past couple of days. Ooh. Yeah. So we got to get a lamp. Okay, I'll get on that. Do your financial goals feel out of reach? They absolutely don't have to be. With Chime's Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can start building credit with your own money through on-time payments and small everyday purchases like groceries, streaming, and gas. And you can start today. Members see an increase of 30 points to their credit scores on average. Chime will report your payments to the major credit bureaus to help you build your credit over time. All this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. You can start making your financial dreams a reality with Chime. Signing up only takes two minutes and it does not affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com upside. That's Chime.com upside. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank NA pursuant to a license from Visa USA. Chime checking account and a $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Based on a study conducted by Experian, credit builder members observed an average 30-point FICO score increase after eight months with regular on-time payments. Your results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or at any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Littering is awful. Right? We're same page. We hate I, it. Where littering is inexcusable. Rough. Inexcusable. Uh, now, and so so if you drink a if you finish a can of soda, you don't chuck it out the car window. No. Right? If you wipe your you know face with a napkin, it doesn't go out the car window. You fi- no. you finish your fast food fries that contain Find a trash can, people. Yes, it doesn't go out the car window. But if you're driving and you notice that, for example, the the deli where you got lunch from didn't take the tomato off your salad sandwich. Is a tomato out the window littering? A tomato out the window into some trees, not littering. A having a sandwich and taking a tomato off and throwing it like on the sidewalk or the street, littering. That's a bad example because who's eating a deli sandwich? In, in the, the car. car, but is a food. Yeah. Food. Here's is, the thing. Is, if it, is food littering. If it inconveniences someone else or gets in someone else's way. Yes. So if it goes into, if you, if you can throw it into a bush where it can be, where a squirrel can take it or it can break down, decompose, whatever. Fine. It's fine. If you throw it on the sidewalk where somebody can step on it, not fine. Not fine. All right. Thanks. Do you, for the, do you have thoughts? I feel very strongly about this. Thanks for the clarification. No, I just I, I don't have. I I just I I have thrown food out the window before, and I never know how to feel about it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm a litter bug or if that's okay, or if I'm just feeding the squirrels. That's how I justify. Well, it. if it's in the street, technically, no, 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 I, ne- I never throw it out the street. Go. But I'm talking about, you know, in a parking lot. Yeah. 
Here are your three random things for today. If you've got one of those lights in your backyard, one of those purple zappy lights to get rid of bugs, uh, scientists now say get rid of it because they don't work uh, as well as they used to. They're not sure if it's the evolution of the bug or oh, gosh. if whatever, but what they actually do is they do the attraction happens. So they are attracting the bugs to your yard. The problem is when they get to your yard, they smell you and think, oh, that's more delicious than whatever that purple light is. And then mm. they come eat on, eat on you. Yeah. So get rid of your purple light bug zappers. Your second random thing for today is that Auto Trader is <laughs> you, saying- you forget what came after one? <laughs> no, I was just trying to figure out uh, which way I wanted to say this. Uh, Auto Trader analyzed Google search data to give us the most search cars. Now they're saying that th these are the cars that people most want to buy in the world. I disagree with what they're asking because if they're analyzing Google searches, I think they're analyzing what people are most curious about, not necessarily what they're going to buy. Number one, Tesla. In 39 countries, Tesla is the most Googled car. I don't really get the Tesla thing. Uh, they're, I, I mean, they're cool I think cars. They're, I think they're ugly. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh. I know I'm like the only one on planet Earth that doesn't no, like them. I don't, but th I, don't think, I don't think the majority of people buy them for their physical appeal. Yeah. I think it's, you know. Eco. Yeah, it's eco and it's techno technology and it's. Uh, cutting edge and it's new. Yeah. Our, we have a neighbor that has two. It's like, yeah, I think, I think somebody over there must work for Tesla or something because they have two, but they also swap, they get swapped out a lot. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. Maybe so, they work for a uh -huh. dealership or something. Yeah. Um, and I would just get so nervous about the charging. I know it is a, you a know, yeah, fear. Like I can barely remember to like make returns on time. I don't think I would be good at remembering to charge my car. Um, the other top ones are Jeep, BMW, Toyota, and Mercedes. Your third random thing is there is a community in Texas where they have told all residents to please go to the post office for the next 30 days and pick up your mail. Postal service delivery is suspended. Now, the phrase or the thing or the marketing message is, was through rain and sleet and snow and hail, the U.S. Postal Service delivers. You remember those? Right. right? I do remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's what will stop the Postal Service. A hawk. Oh, my God. One? Uh, yep. Apparently, there's a small part of this community in Texas. It's called Travis Heights, where there is a hawk fiercely defending its territory and what's been quite possibly a nest. So that when anybody's in the area for too long, the hawk swoops down and dings them with its talons. Oh so the, the they're the, like really sharp. Like that's yeah. really dangerous. So the postal workers have been getting attacked. So they sent out an email to the community and said, "Would you guys mind doing this for the next four weeks?" Because what about the people that live there all the time? What do you mean? Like if I go, if my if I park my car outside, yeah, the hawk is attacking everybody. Anybody who's outside oh for a prolonged period of time. So they've asked you to come pick up your mouth. Those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to the Upside Passcast. Peace to you. Hi, this is Sarah from Maryland. I'm not a brand new listener, but I have gone back and listened to a lot of your shows. And I don't think the name of your show should be called The Upside. I don't get any upside feelings when I'm done listening. Maybe it should be called sideways. I don't know. 
um, it's really hard to listen to. Um, so just that's just my two cents. But you know, I'll continue to listen. All right, have a good one. Bye bye. Jeff, this is Leslie in Centerville, Virginia. I am so annoyed on Callie's behalf right now. Until you have experienced nausea with pregnancy, you have no idea how miserable you were behaving. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Callie, please vomit in his lap the next time you feel ill. Jeff, behave. Okay, so calling about Mrs. Nasal, I, you know, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but this is the greatest show. It is just so incredible. And if you've ever followed the creator, you know, there are just so many amazing Hollywood actors, but the best character of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is the city of New York. And they do such an incredible job of bringing it back to that age of the 50s. And I just think that was when my mom was a baby. And and then my idea of when, you know, I think of history, it all starts in the 50s, right, when my parents were born. And I just think they do such an incredible job. It is a lot of dialogue, but every single episode is so, it's just so incredible. I, I could watch the episode several times and catch things that I never noticed before, um, but it is, it is just absolutely incredible. So maybe a maternity leave show to watch. Hey, Callie and Jeff. I sent Callie a message a couple months ago prior to you guys getting pregnant, which congratulations. But I wanted to um, make you aware of my friend's podcast, What's the Fertility? It's a phenomenal podcast about fertility and their journey of several women. And I think you guys should look into it to add to 1022 or possibly just share it because it's a, she does a great job and was pregnant at least seven times herself and now has her own special baby. Um, so just wanted to share that. Thanks. Good morning, Kelly and Jeff. It's Ari from North Carolina. And I just want to let you know that you did what is considered the ultimate ease after you gave your I'm grateful for T-Bird. Now you've done what we hate because now inquiring minds want to know what can possibly be said and why it has to wait for legal approval. So now inquiring mind wants to know. Happy Friday and enjoy your weekend. Bye.